Thank you for tuning into Sochcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Welcome to the 6th episode of Caregiver Diaries brought to you by Caregiver Sathi, a new set of experiences shared by our invisible warriors. We bring to you a safe space where you can share your experiences as a caregiver. Sharing experiences have a number of positive influences on our emotional well-being as well as connectedness. What if caregivers who could not tell their stories wrote diaries instead and we got a peek into one of those diaries? We bring to you a series of stories from such diaries and here's one today. It was one of those quiet and sad days at home again today. Mom wouldn't talk and we all knew why. Tomorrow it'll be 9 years since dad passed. For some reason this year everyone seems to be pulled down by it more than any other time. I have never really spoken about it but looking at the scenario at home today I want to. Dad was only 63 when he passed but he was diagnosed with Parkinson's when he was 40 years old. He lived with it for 23 years and then he passed. When he was first diagnosed with Parkinson's it was not a very known disease so there was no google to research it. It was what the doctor said that we heard. With dad it started with him saying things like I have a lot of pain in my left hand or like a lot of pain in my right hand and stuff like that. So we took him to a neurologist who said that he needed to be examined further. So there was another neurologist in Chennai who was recommended. And the best of all was that my dad insisted that he drive himself to the doctor in Chennai and he did. He was that strong. There was nothing that would make you say that there was anything wrong with him. It was just the pain in his hands initially and then later tremors. Of course, it was a bit upsetting that we didn't know about the disease as much as we would like to have known, but we got to learn things and understand the possible treatments as we spoke to the doctor. After having spoken to the doctors and discussed what could be done, they started giving my dad a treatment which was called the deep brain stimulation. And my dad was probably the first patient in all of India to be given this treatment. I still remember the doctor that came was Dr. Fan from France and his team from the Netherlands. The treatment gave us outstanding and great hope and 6 years of good life to my dad. Dad began to began talking and even driving, and there were times when he would drive so fast I would be like, "Dad, calm down, slow down. We're no hurry to go anywhere." Dad went from not being able to part in a shirt to to driving, which was like a massive transition. Of course, that gave us great hope until he had the fall. After the fall, everything went downhill. After that he needed consistent attention because he was disoriented and in was bed for two whole years. My mother was a primary caregiver but after the fall I would visit on and off but after a point I lived more in Bangalore than I lived in Udi. I could not wholly move because my children had school here and my husband had an entire life as well. 
the biggest and most upsetting thing was not being able to understand the pain that he was going through because he was not able to talk there were times when he would try to say something or smile at you and we wouldn't know if he was trying to tell us something nice if he was trying to crack a joke or if he was just trying to show us love and affection or if he actually needed something my siblings and i we still had kids and a family to go back to but for my mother he was her only family of course it was very bothersome and it did bother us i would come back home upset but i came back to my kids and they would have something or the other going on school or tuition or probably a project which kept me distracted but when i sat down i would miss that normalcy of having my dad to call but it it's not like it wasn't a dodge race or mental stress because we always hoped that he would become okay the worst was when my mother would say things like there were times when she would wake up in the middle of the night and be so scared that she wouldn't even be able to go close to him to see if he was okay because she didn't know what she would do if she found him dead so obviously that took a toll on us too after she says all of this it became like you know we can't leave mom at home she cannot be sleeping alone what would she do if something happened to dad who would she call out to so that was very stressful another huge challenge for me especially was living far away there were so many times that i just wanted to move back to bangalore but that would mean uprooting my entire family's lives so my mother would then sit me down and explain to me that that she is taking care of the person who meant the most to her and that i need to do the same and that is what i did so instead of wanting to move completely i traveled as much as i could my husband would take me to bangalore whenever i wanted so i would say he was my greatest support my kids were little but still when they when they saw me at home and then they saw me upset they would reach out and say things like mummy are you okay and things like that but i still don't think they understood the seriousness of all of it like this sochcast tune in for more with the sochcast app from the google play store when i would be with mom and the kids were in uti i never had to worry about the kids because i live in this joint family and they were always the most supportive through it all after 2 years of all the travel and the stress my dad passed you see the thing is that we always knew that there would be a time that dad would go sooner or later especially after he became bedridden but when it happened we were not willing to accept it because he was always there he was always listening whether he was not he was understanding or not was besides the point but i could still hold him and feel him sit and chat with him even my niece who was so tiny at the time would just come and sit with him and she would think that the feeding pipes were great fun she thought it was a game so every time my mother would make the feed she would come screaming into the room saying i want to feed i want to feed dada and then she would climb on top of him and we would let her do it because we were hoping for him to react to something at least so when he went it was like i was dealing with this whole thing it was a massive void because it's that one person who you thought you could share anything with who you thought would never leave you who was the support of your life is now suddenly gone and you're suddenly left with that void in you and it suddenly feels like i was waking up and i couldn't breathe 
Even though he was sick for two years, he was always there, and we always hoped he would get better. My mother was much stronger than I. She would hold us together, and instead of us holding her, of course she was distraught, and yes, she did grieve. But her way of grieving was prayer, not only when he passed, but the, throughout the time that he was sick. I, for one, was very close to my dad. He would call me his little princess. And when he passed, there were more times that I would weep than my mother or my other siblings. The worst for me was when my dad passed away. Soon after that, the doctors asked us to do a test to see if there was Parkinson's in our genes. But I refused to do it because I did not want to deal with the thought that something like that could happen to me, and tomorrow I could be that sick. What got me through it all was just like my mom, faith and prayers. And I think family ties help you get through times like this. Despite all the bad, good relationships with anybody or just a good friend to talk to will make everything easier. Also, trying to visit them as much as possible and support your family is the best anyone can do. Parkinson's disease is not the most common, but it is a complicated disease to cope with and live with. It is a disease that gets worse as time progresses, eventually leaving the person paralyzed and unable to do even the basic things such as talking. When dealing with a person with such problems, communication is complex and can often be frustrating. It is at times like this that the caregiver's patience is tested the most. Taking care of yourself is as important as taking care of your loved one. Your emotional and physical well-being as a caregiver will directly impact the quality of care you provide to your loved one. As you take charge and maintain the loved one's meals, medication and sleep, you need to do it for yourself too. Try and make time to do something that relaxes you regularly because that will put you in a better mind frame and at the top of your productivity. Caregiving is a journey that is difficult, even if you are not the primary caregiver. It is important to understand and realize that even if you aren't physically present through the entire journey of your loved one's illness, being emotionally available to the primary caregiver is a very important aspect in one's caregiving journey. The same way the caregiver in this story may not have been present physically all the time, but being emotionally available to her mother did also take a toll on her. Hence, she had to find a good way to cope with it. So must every other caregiver going through the same. When you lose someone you've loved and cared for so dearly, it is essential to take time and grieve the loss and not avoid it. Avoiding these feelings of grief will make it harder for you to cope with life in the long run. The highlight of this episode would be that when you are going through a difficult time, especially while caring for a person with such difficult conditions, find someone to talk to, find something that gives you peace, or find someone that you can turn to. Which part of this story connected or resonated the most with you? And do you have a story to share? Do let us know. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Sochcast. What is your Soch? 
Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do your own Sochcast at Sochcast. Apni soch, dunya ko sunao.